Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Wide World on Money FM 89.3. The Climate Pledge is a global initiative co founded by Amazon. Currently has some 400 global signatories from 35 countries. All of them are committed to reaching net zero carbon emissions by 2040. That's a decade ahead of the Paris Agreement. Some signatories include uh, Canva, Infosys, NEC, and Singapore based. Periscope. Now, to talk about this, we are going to bring in Mathsi Kuta, who's the APAC leader of the Climate Change uh, Initiative, and Leah Nicholson, head of sustainability for Periscope here in Singapore. And Mathsi, you're joining us from India. Good morning to you. Good morning, Glenn and Neil. Thank you so much for having me. Well, uh, and it, to be here. I know you're. I think you were in town recently, and unfortunately, we missed you while you were in Singapore. But we're happy that you're joining us, albeit a bit early uh, for you from India. Uh, but but thanks for coming along. And in the studio with us is Leah Nicholson uh, from Terrascope. Leah, great to have you with us as well. Sorry, let's try that again. Leah, great to have you with us as well. Thanks, Ben. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Massey, let's start with you. Uh, talk to us. Give us an overview of what the Climate Pledge um, Initiative is, this this big initiative founded uh, co-founded by Amazon. Sure. Um, happy to talk about it. So the Climate Pledge was co-founded by Amazon and Global Optimism. Um, and as we created the Climate Pledge, Amazon became the first signatory to the pledge, which is essentially a commitment to get to net zero by 2040, which is 10 years ahead of the Paris Agreement, right? And like you already mentioned, we are a community of 400 plus signatories across multiple sectors and countries, 38 odd countries and 56 odd industries. And these companies together generate 3 trillion in annual revenue and 9.5 million employees as well. So you can imagine the kind of influence and scale that the Climate Pledge brings together. Essentially, what we're looking at is companies that sign up to the pledge are committing to three basic principles. They are talking about measuring and reporting their carbon emissions. They're talking about putting their efforts in decarbonizing, reducing their emissions through process changes, through innovations, etc. And then looking at you know, neutralizing the remaining emissions that there are using carbon credits or credible carbon offsets. So um, the pledge is essentially trying to create an ecosystem where companies can work together on things that matter to the most to them, be it sustainable transportation, be it circular economy, be it clean energy transition. So that's essentially what the climate pledge is trying to do. Yeah, yeah, let's bring you yeah, in now. Please. Briefly, what do you do at Terrascope and why did you sign up for the pledge and how are you going to meet all that criteria? Yes, thanks so much. So at Terrascope, <laughs> well, first of all, what are we? We're a, a climate tech company. We build yep. software that multinational corporations use to on their end-to-end decarbonization journey. So exactly what Matthew is talking about from measuring emissions, getting to that number faster, thinking about future-forward analytics, what, what to do to get to these really ambitious goals that companies have set. So I have a sustainability and climate background, and I've worked in national government and also at the multilateral level. So I'm bringing that knowledge to now the corporate space with net zero targets. 
And Terrascope, we joined the Climate Pledge for three reasons. So learning, collaboration and scale. Learning because this is a really dynamic space. We're seeing new regulations coming out, new initiatives, um, new standards. And so being able to exchange with similar companies in this space and just really think through what are the best actions? How is this uh, changing? There's, we've seen a lot of evolution even on offsets, for example. So that learning community is really important. Mm. On the collaboration, most emissions come from supply chains. So mm. our emissions as Terrascope are coming from things that are out, uh, indirectly in our control. So we need to work with others at all levels. Mm. And then the scale piece, as Matthew said, I mean, three trillion annual revenue, that's huge scale. And when we look at the challenge ahead, so we're already at 1.1 degrees of warming, mm. we need to drastically reduce emissions to limit warming to 1.5 with the Paris Agreement. Yeah. And we have only a few years to do that. Yeah. So that scale is key. Uh, Leah, you know, the, there there's so many challenges to unpack here, but I guess the biggest thing, and uh, Neil and I have had uh, a number of climate scientists on last week and a few weeks before, um, uh, female climate scientists from Singapore who have gone to the Arctic, who've gone to the Antarctic, who are studying these challenges right here in Singapore. And, and what is it going to take for governments, for organizations, for corporates to, to really do enough to move the needle on this. Like you say, we only have a few years left. Many are saying it's already too late. You know, the, the, the numbers are just scaling the temperature numbers. It, from your perspective, from Terrascope's perspective, what, what can we do? What, where can we make the biggest impact the fastest? I love that you guys bring on climate scientists to this show, first all of all. It's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yes. So we know where emissions are coming from and we have scalable technology solutions. So all of the answers are at our fingertips. Emissions are coming in APAC. We're looking at heavy fossil fuel based energy sources. We're looking at emissions intensive manufacturing and we're looking at uh, emissions coming from agriculture and land, such as deforestation. Mm. And so um, really figuring out, even if you're downstream, where are your emissions coming from across the supply chain and starting to engage your suppliers with that. So the first step is always measuring emissions. You can do little piecemeal solutions, but you need to know where is my starting point? Where are my hotspots? And then how can I collaborate with suppliers? So from whether you're an individual on the food you eat, um, thinking about where those emissions are coming from. Uh, so it really starts with measuring emissions and then looking at with those hotspots, uh, I'm going to give a simple framework to think about how to decarbonize, mm -hmm. reduce your emissions. First is, can I avoid them? So uh, if I'm a company that's, or if I'm looking at buying a vehicle, can I get an electric vehicle, which means that engine's not going to burn fossil fuels? The second point is, uh, can I have more efficiency in my operations? Not all electric vehicles are the same. Some actually run, have longer battery life lifetimes or can get more miles per kilowatt hour. And then the third one is substituting. So can I switch from fossil fuel, for example, to power my electric vehicle to renewable energy? And then finally, kind of offsetting. So that's a nice framework to think about once you know your starting point, where your emissions are, right. now thinking through the options. Yeah. Matsi, you're listening in India. You're the APAC leader of the Climate Pledge. So you're hearing all these wonderful things from Leah and what Terrascope mm -hmm. is doing, which is fantastic. But beyond that, why is it so important that we have collaboration on a broad scale with major companies across the APAC region? Because it can't just be one or two, can it? We need broad collaboration here, Matsi. That is true. Um, I think collaboration is really key 
for accelerating net zero um, uh, journeys for companies and for countries, right? Mm. Um, in fact, what we've seen, Glenn, is uh, in, in 2022, we actually ran a survey with Forrester and we tried understanding from companies what their priorities are. Uh, we saw that 75% of the businesses in this region are, are taking up some kind of uh, commitment. You know, they're, they're looking at sustainability transformation. They're looking at climate action. And the second part of the survey told us that 70% of them feel collaboration is crucial because there are so many complexities that are associated with these net zero journeys. It's not easy to make these transitions. Mm -hmm. Some technologies are already available. Some of them need to be figured out, right? So um, if you're looking at transformation in silos, it's just going to be such a huge task, a monumental task, right? But what collaboration does is it brings all of these players together. It brings multiple sectors, industry experts, think tanks, all together trying to work on the same agenda. You know, we are able to uh, drive in the demand signals that are needed. We are able to rapidly scale the investments that are needed to bring about these changes. You know, you might be talking about clean energy transition. You might be talking about um, EV adoption or green hydrogen, etc. right? How do we make sure that all these players come together so that we are able to move faster in the net zero journey. And, and you know, collaborating for me, in a way, is very crucial because then we're having a collective voice and we're able to advocate for also favorable policies that can actually incentivize these mm. uh, low-carbon technologies and EV adoption, renewables, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, I want to stay with you for just a moment on this point because, you know, when we talk about some of the strategies and the initiatives to drive this sort of change, it's tough. You know, you have many Asian countries, India among them, saying, hey, wait, uh, people in the West, you had your 150 years of, of your uh, industrial revolution to be as dirty as you wanted and using whatever you wanted, uh, you know, resource-wise. Um, and now you're expecting us in India or in China or mm -hmm. wherever to all of a sudden turn off our coal-fired power plants, which are urgently important to keep our you know economies and societies going in favor of you know uh, renewables which take time and 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 money and mm -hmm. everything else to to get so massey i guess to you what what is that is there a strategy within the climate pledge to address some of these sort of systemic legacy challenges for example changing from coal-fired electricity to any other form that might be more uh, more sustainable yeah, so, um, you know, what we did as we, as we got the signatories together, we also tried to understand from them as to what their net zero priorities are. You know, one thing is to take these commitments, but there are several areas that could be really big hotspots for these companies. So we first tried to understand what their priorities are. So it came out that, you know, clean energy transition, decarbonizing transportation, um, the built environment, the supply chain emissions, all of these are big pieces for companies. And what we try to do is we try to look at creating ecosystems where we can drive projects in these regions, in, in these areas. So we've actually um, created, sorry, uh, we've actually created, you know, uh, we, we're working with these companies on specific areas. For example, if somebody wants to look at decarbonizing transport, we'll saying 
what is the challenge? Is it infrastructure uh, in a way uh, unavailability? Is it the high capital in, uh, that is required, or mm. is it the financing itself? You know, and then we try to look at what can TCP do, the Climate Pledge do as a community, right? We bring in all these stakeholders. Can we look at setting up common EV infrastructure projects? Mm. You know, so essentially what we do is we dissect all the problems and look at actual projects that we can run so that it can speak to the challenges the, uh, the community is facing. And yeah. one thing that I would say is in order to aid this, what we have done is we've also created uh, what is called as Passport, which is a private yeah. online community for the signatories of the pledge. So basically the community can actually interact with each other uh, and exchange knowledge, exchange uh, ideas and come together to drive these projects. So it doesn't have to depend on a single person or the climate pledge to drive these projects. You know, we, we would be able to drive these projects for the community uh, wherever the need is at this point. Leah, final word to you on the community. You've spoken about what Terrascope is doing and will plan to do. For the benefit of our business leaders who are listening, companies or even consumers, what can we do starting today to help with this? If you're a business leader, then you need to start thinking about carbon as a business data point. So really looking at... um, Uh, It's a liability if you have high exposure to it, because we're seeing, for example, in Singapore next year, the carbon tax is going to go from $5 up to $25 in electricity. And so you're even if you're not taxed, you're going to feel the consequences of that tax. And um, the European Union is adding now carbon tax. So you're going to see increasingly carbon taxation. Um, and that's, you know, in the next couple of years. And so you need to start planning as a business leader for some of that understanding what your exposure is today yeah. and thinking about how that's going to change. So I really encourage business leaders to think about um, setting your baseline emissions. So really measuring them. And critically, it's not just your operations. It's actually your supply chains. And all roads lead home. It should actually be all roads lead through Asia. A lot of the world's emissions are about half are coming from Asia. And that's going to increase as we have a high growth environment. So thinking Mm. about um, carbon, not only is it a a challenge, but also an opportunity. So there's huge, as Matthew was outlining, kind of electric vehicles, there's a lot of growth happening in the net zero and you want to be a part of that. You want to benefit and kind of put your stake in the ground of this is what the future is going to look like. Um, And so you start that journey by the first Mm. step, measuring emissions, looking at um, where are the hotspots, looking at collaborating with others. Um, There's a really nice case study of companies getting together and finding a hotspot of refrigerants and looking at a sub, they actually rolled out a new refrigerant in all of their operations and we're able to bring that down and share that cost and that risk of um, Mm. what that transition looked like. So important to get everyone together working on it. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. Awesome. Ladies, we do have to leave it there. Mathsi Kuti, the APEC leader, APEC leader for the Climate Pledge, and Leah Nicholson, head of sustainability at Terrascope. Thank you both so much for being with us, and we hope to have you on again to have some good news about how this is going so well yeah. that millions and millions of companies have, have joined on uh, uh, and, and to support it. Thank you so much, Glenn and yeah. Neil, for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Leah. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.